Hi guys, welcome to episode 19 of the Trainer Feed. Uh, on this episode, we'll talk a little bit about exercise and its health benefits. Um, we don't have a guest for today, but we figured we'd just take a pause on it. Uh, we've had a couple of guests on and um, it'll be a good chance to catch up with everybody. So with that said, uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Hanging in there. Uh, just finished a workout today. It's pretty fun. Um, got new kettlebells. There's a place going out of business. Not going out of business. I think they have, I mean, from the, what the guy told me, I fucking forgot the name of the They're going out of business. <laughs> no, he, he had, uh, I mean, they're trying not to. So yeah, they had three, they had, they have three locations. I think one on the Upper West Side, right on 72nd. And then they had one in Chelsea and then another one in Soho. Was it a retail and, place or what? No, it's it's like one of those boutique fitness places, you know. Oh like, man! Like, uh, like um, I don't want to say any names, but you know, like those small boutique yeah, gyms, yeah, with, like kettlebells know. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, they had mad shit. They had so many kettlebells, they had so many like you know mm. Dynamax like slam balls, and they had ropes." Um, but he was like, "Just so they won't go out of business, they had to shut down like two places." That sucks. Damn, and that's they're terrible. Gonna keep one. Yeah, which sucks, but you know, I got fucking more. I got more equipment. I'll have what I have seven kettlebells. It's pretty cool. Damn. Yeah, I mean, some, wow. a lot of them are pairs. I have a pair of nope. sixteen, pair of twenties, and then I have a sixty pounder and a twenty-eight kilo, and I have a twenty-four kilo coming soon. Damn, David nice. surpassed me in one weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I, was that from Missy's post I sent you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On Tuesday, right? That's uh, awesome. I don't know how I many. Also, I think they have a couple more left. They have like, but they only have like, you know, 12, 12 kilos. Or like, that's good for clients though. Yeah, 100% yeah. because like a lot of our clients, clients don't clients use. Buy. I don't know if they did, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of our clients don't use like 28, right? 24. For most things, yeah. Yeah, make them. for most. Uh, yeah, I actually got um, some kettlebells ordered delivered as well i got my other i got my second 28 kilo so i got a pair mm -hmm. of 28s now and go. on yep. that? like i said who was Shit, using the bro. 28s in the, in the photo shoot wow. it was me, wasn't it yeah two reps yeah right um and then i also got a 12 kilo or that finally came i know angel was quick with a shout out last friday it came within a week came wednesday which is awesome shout out to rogue and that's gonna be yeah shout out to rogue fitness and that's gonna be Hashtag awesome spons. for uh, being able to train outside of people, so that's got that. Uh, I don't know if I got anything else ordered. Um, no, nah, I've been playing with the mace, which we kind of looked at, and trying to watch videos on how everyone else is doing it. And funny story is, I saw my doctor on Wednesday for um, like a, a post six month checkup from the surgery in February, which I always figured I had. And uh, we were talking about working out, and he was telling me how <clears throat> similar to like what you said, David, when you go to somewhere where people are selling kettlebells. He, I don't know how, but he said one of them, someone stole one of his kettlebells. I don't even know how you steal 20 kilos worth of iron. Like, hmm. you know, just put in your bag and stuff. But just pick it up was, and walk away, bro. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you eat three blocks and someone's going to catch you, right? Because that's not light. But um, he pretty much was talking about like the mace as well. And he was, again, this is from North Peter. So he was saying like, North Peter game. He was saying like, yeah, a lot of people like have this angle of the elbow and they want to avoid. He was just saying like, it's... Even he himself said, like, you know, it's easy to get injured with that stuff. But, like, um, no shit. Go from one injury to another. Yeah. And that's the doctor saying that. But, um, you got to follow this page called Kells Bells. 
She does a lot of that shit. Halo I think spells. I sent it to you guys. I think you she's sent really it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one wearing stuff. the jeans in the in the workout. Yeah. She's uh yeah. she's really proficient she's in that shit. Yeah. But it's cool, it's fun. I um I took it to the park on Wednesday just to kind of like mess around or whatever. And it's I actually really like the the mace as uh replicating wood chop wood chopping core activation patterns it's like it's phenomenal like or rotational patterns like mm-hmm. any kind of like swinging um uh and the movements in the transverse plane like it's awesome whether it's like you know like some sort of golf swing whether it's like a hockey slap shot there um it, it's similar things you would do like angel has the viper that you would do with a viper yeah. So it's cool oh, to be able to move the like mace that. on the fucking grass, bro. No, I'm doing like let's say you're half kneeling. I'll post it at some point. But like, if you if you have a pro a prone and a supine grip, prone on the bottom, supine on the top hand, keep your arms completely straight, so elbows flexed, and then just bring it up. Boom, nice and easy. And, and dude, my core yesterday was on fire, and that's all I did. Right? Um, He's defined core for our viewers. Core. So your trunk, any muscle like around here on your stomach area, right? And uh, that's not the most scientific explanation, by the way. But you get the gist. Dude, no oh, one has I got a fucking explanation for it. Like, right, it's, I have, it's have so to different. say something. So oh. it's good that you said that because I was reminded on one of the episodes you said scientifical, right? Which I know, is, which is not a real I, word. <laughs> well, so I looked well, it I up. Said it? I said I, that or, or no, 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 Jacques, no, Jacques Mr. Masters in Chemistry. <laughs> Chemistry, master in chemistry, my ass. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mr. Intern at a fucking science lab. But apparently it's like old English or something like that. It hasn't been used like in text in over like a couple of hundred years or something like that. So I don't know if it's like necessarily made up, but I did hear that it had, hadn't been used in quite a while. It's a made up word, bro. So it's, not, a made up word, <laughs> so it's not complete. It's not completely like made up, but it, right. it, it's not com. I should have said you scientific. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think you cool. said, I forgot what it was. It was like scientific studies or something like that. I was like, oh, scientific studies is an operation. I've like, used right. that. I've used that before. I'm going to leave studies. the chat. Angel leaves the chat. I am a head out. <laughs> oh, shit. Or probably, but, uh, I think I say peer reviewed studies. Yeah. Peer reviewed studies. Yeah. Well, the research states it's kind of what i've been doing as well but um angel what about you man you know doing what i can i've been uh working out like more consistently um been putting all this equipment to use <laughs> the so, whole gym. yeah the, the whole gym i mean it's cool it's cool to kind of like i was doing um i haven't done this in a while i haven't done hip thrust off of a like a bench in a long time so I just used the like a hip circle, used the bench, and I was just like, it was like a game changer. I didn't even need weight. I mean, I had weight there, but I was like, just doing this and just doing static holds or just like doing 30 reps or something like that. Like you just feel like so much activation. So it's just, it just goes to show like if you haven't used something in a long time, then it's like brand oh, I did reverse body. lunges today. That shit hurt. Yeah. Oh, I did reverse body lunges weight? yesterday. Jesus. I think I used the. 20 kilo i used a straight bar and i was like wobbling like my body didn't Dude, know it hurt man like my ass stabilized cheeks. right yeah and my adductors right now today are like sore yeah it's, it's just wild how much activation you get I think my shit is doing... bruised bro like fuck <laughs> how are you holding it in a goblet, in a yeah, goblet hole like this yeah. Yeah. yeah bro come on man you complain about me using 28s 
You just pick them up, bro. Like, so, fuck. Bro, I so, lunge with 28s. Come on, it. I lunge with a pair of 28s, bro. Did you see um, uh, Mike Boyle's, uh, what was it, that webinar that on was Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday? Was amazing. Monday. So when he spoke about, he was talking about just training kids. Um, and he was talking about um, yeah. uh, training a uh, training kids and like if you should go for like general training or sports specifics training and what age to start at, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was very interesting and we can talk about it, it was a little bit later. But one yeah. thing that he, he showed us was that most of his kids probably in their teens, like I guess like 15, 16 are split squatting um, like 70 pounds, like 60 to 70 pounds, both boys and girls, just yeah. like holding it in a goblet squat and wow. just like a goblet position and then just doing split squats. And he was like, yeah, most of them do that. No problem. And we just like train them that way. And I was like, well, I was is, blown away. Is that, and it was his reasoning. Um, I think I had a client, was he at two o'clock on Monday, right? That's when it was, I feel like. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I took a client then, but I, I think, um, I'm just assuming that the justifications he had around it were most of the sports he trains his kids or athletes on, right? Like you spend most mm -hmm. of your time on one leg, on one limb, yeah. right? When you generate power, whether it's skating or it's running, you explode off one limb. Did he kind of rationalize it was around I that? I don't remember him saying that. I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe I missed it. I don't know. Maybe Angel, you picked it up. But I think what he said was just about just general strength building, you know, yeah. at some point. Because he, he said he was not against squatting. Like some people say he's against bilateral squatting, but he's like, I'm not fucking against it. It's just... You know, I think especially when when you're younger, when you're a kid, you gotta you need to make you need to pick up those, you know, bilateral strength patterns. And I think you know, and, and I think it's with a lot of things where, if you're training a kid, you know, if they're young, you gotta just let them play, basically. Like yeah. You can't just you, like if you're if you're gonna specify him in one thing, you're gonna get him hurt. Him or her? Yeah. Him or her. Um, but yeah, I think he said like from age, like up to 10 or 11, like he just has like general play. And then he said from like 11 to 15 or 11 to 16, just have them focus on two sports. And, yeah. you know, um, Even a lot three. of people, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were just like, what do you mean two sports? Like my kid should be you know, all-star pitcher by this yeah. time or whatever. It's like you, your 12 year old, he was like, he was like, he's like, your fucking 12 year old isn't a pitcher. I mean, he didn't curse, but he's like, he's not a pitcher. Like, stop. Yeah. He's like, we could, yeah. you know, he could play baseball, but you Which know, there's is, no, like, yeah, that's, I mean, it just comes down with specificity. If you want a 12 year old right. to get, to be a pitcher and you just train him to do pitches, he's going to fuck up his shoulder. Yeah. He's going to blow out his shoulder before he, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. While he's still in the age range where he should just be playing like a, a bunch of sports, like different sports yeah. and just hanging out, you know, doing what kids do, running, jumping, bounding, all that stuff. And even the training that he was talking about, he was like, it's less about uh, period uh, periodization and, you know, undulating. It's like you just have them, even if they're going to the gym, you're having them just do like certain movement patterns. Yeah, but you're not cleans, focusing. He's yeah. got them doing squats. He's got, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, they're I doing like single uh, double what, bilateral hops and then like single leg hops, cleans. You know things like that. Yeah, and Skipping. that stuff is awesome. That's that stuff yeah. that I'm interested in. But you know, I think I think I don't even know if Mike Boyle said it. I think it was Dan John who said, "Well, who Dan John's you know webinar was great too." Um, yeah, he was like, "Well, when you train somebody, you know, train them to get stronger, and then you don't train them for the sport like that. You know, that's what practice is for." Yeah, you, know, you go to practice, and that's when you do that. Yeah, I and uh, no, nah, they were they were both pretty good. 
Um, and we saw them when we went to perform Better Summit in um, Long Beach. Long Beach. And it was dope because, like, what? Where else are you gonna be when we got to like crack a beer and just like chill with Mike Boyle? With Mike Boyle. That was that was dope. That was something. I'm happy we snagged that picture. It was kind of cheesy, but I was like. Fuck it. Dude, yeah. it was the one I wasn't invited to. Yeah, it was that, that was one. That's the one. Yeah, it was that one. That's why I had a great time. <laughs> That's the one where Angel didn't know that I wake up. No, I talk in my sleep. Oh, that was so wild. We oh, took gummies. Sleep? We oh, took gummies Yo, that night. Only... You want to tell it? You tell nah, it. Nah, you could tell the story. Oh, long story short was. Whoever like, knows the story. Like, come on. One of us. So, long story short is I talk in my sleep. But that's not something they consciously remember because i'm not completely conscious when i'm doing it so it can be anything from just like shouting out blurting out or just having like a conversation we had been friends for like two years prior oh to this too God. yeah so you would think that that would get brought up and then especially if not then especially when you're taking a trip together like you're on the plane at least like, hey man just so you know but no i knew none of that yeah something that didn't cross my mind so and not only does he speak in his sleep but like so we were you know slept in the middle of the night i hear like so 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 and i'm like what is that sound and so i just <laughs> roll over and i hear so 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 i look over and it's Josh, and he's sitting upright like he's, his legs are straight but he's sitting upright like perpendicular to the bed and he's just like oh, so, 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 so. it wasn't english i guess it was french he just started speaking in French, and I just got. I said, "Fucking Yo. exorcism of Jacques!" Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified, bro. Said, Yo. Yo. Oh my <laughs> I don't God. Respond. I don't so even I remember. Got up. I put some water. I closed the door. I went to the bathroom. <laughs> closed the door immediately. I locked it. <laughs> and I was just like, "All right, this is either this a zombie is really fucking crazy, <laughs> right? It's either the start of a zombie apocalypse, or I don't even know." And so I went out and then he was just like, <laughs> back flat. And I was like, nah, I need to take a walk. So then I just walked around the hallway for a little bit. Like in the morning in this hotel out in Long Beach. Go, go yeah. to the fucking reception. Like, I need another fucking room. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I should have done. You're my guest. I should have done. Oh, shit. I, and that I think, place was sketchy to begin with anyway. Yeah. yeah. How does Alex deal with this shit? She put headphones on? So uh she's a heavy she's a deep sleeper so she doesn't typically hear it but it's usually also because she falls asleep before i do so i'm i'm a light sleeper she falls asleep before i do she normally sleeps for longer and everything so on the odd occasion that i may be more tired than her and i sleep i go to sleep earlier then she'll see it or hear it but it's it's very it's not very common but something i will say is i went i went so my first year out of university me and uh five of the guys that i was living with we Pause. we went to to Rhodes, one of the greek islands and uh-huh. hit no long story short we top and tailed the bed me and this one this one buddy right so heads this end my head's this end so the funny thing is top and tailing is so apparently in the sleep i still laugh when he's telling me this story i booted his head was sleeping. <laughs> he, he was he turned around and apparently my foot just went boom and turned in 180 degrees oh, he was like yes you kicked me in the head <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, i'm so sorry yeah, he nah. literally looked like he'd been like fucking kicked hard as well so you i felt bad but, damn. so no sleepwalking yeah, but... this was before the knee surgeries too so you had strong good strong legs yeah, dude. 
my man was like Lieutenant Dan. No, my man was playing hockey and all that. He gave him a hockey. Yeah, yeah, it was just before, but pretty much like nothing wrong with my knees back then. So there was no, no decrease in maximal strength. That's terrible. Yeah, but that's so. Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, that's that that's that's uh that's a parent i've had sleeping issues my whole life though so um, have you ever had a sleep study i kind of want to get one i haven't i i would want to get one but the this is crazy man but like part of i think when i've done some research part of like when you're going to sleep part of it is like what uh blue light activity is prior right and how long it is before mm-hmm. you go to sleep so if you're looking at your phone for like an hour in bed so the same position you're just that's gonna. I mean, that activates your brain, right? So that's harder mm-hmm. for you to kind of switch off. And TV, even though I'm saying it's gonna, it's gonna say it's also blue light. Like TV helps me kind of just like forget what time it is, so it helps me wind down and slowly just get comfortable in the process of it and decompress and take my mind off stuff. But I think right now I've had some like some fucking weird and crazy thoughts as I'm going to sleep. Like as you know, I walk out on the rooftop, right? Mm. And in my head, I'm like, oh, and I have these crazy thoughts. Like, what if I let go of the kettlebell and it goes over the roof? And I'm like, what? The? And it's so weird and crazy. But like, I have these thoughts and I wake up I'm like, fuck, no, I can't. <laughs> can't be on <laughs> oh, Angel, if we ever go somewhere, Jack's getting his own fucking room, bro. Yeah, He's going to so... fucking lose it one day, murder us in our sleep. No, I'm not like that. I just like. We then... were lucky that was only half the trip. The other yeah. half the trip, we stayed somewhere else and we had separate bedrooms. Thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Well, we got locked out of the whole spot to begin with. We were, I, I had, what was I? I was ready to sleep in the garage too. We were sleeping in the garage, and then my client, whose house it was, said, "Like, oh, you said garage correctly." Because I said uh, it first. Garage, sorry, excuse me, garage. Um, we were, we pretty much were sleeping in the garage on the floor. My man, we I swept like, the floor, and I said, "This is my spot now." You were, you were like sleeping. I was like, "Angel, we can go in now." I found a way in. Yeah, found the way in. Jesus. Shit. Why can't I go back in? Long story. The long, the long and short of it is, my client's door. It was like once you unlocked it, I couldn't figure out how to lock it once you're inside. I was like, it's like an electric sort of deal. It wasn't like just lock and key open. Yeah, it was like a little like a key thing. Like you put a key, key. Uh, uh, fuck no. Uh, like like a a fob. No, it wasn't a card. It was a key. I'm pretty sure it was a key. Yeah. But oh, you put a code in. No, not even. It was a key. I'm pretty okay. sure it was a key, wasn't it? Well, whatever it was, it was... But there was some magnetic deal to it, It was too. something a little confusing. I mean, it was a nice door, right? Fancy door. Yeah. And I'm like, I never realized. It's like, damn, like... And I think we went to put laundry in, right? That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And then, thank fuck, like, I had um my keys, wallet... Oh, well, my car keys, wallet, phone, everything. I think Angel didn't have anything. Yeah, Thankfully, I had have- my phone on me. And I could reach out to my client and she was in Europe at the time. So she woke up like half an hour after this happened. And I was like, thank God, because of the West Coast time difference. It was 11 p.m. in California. It was like, I think it was like, yeah, 11 p.m. Maybe later or something. It was almost midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that happened. We had been calling, you know, somebody for like 30 minutes before that. The guy who's in charge and the night before, he was like back and forth until like 11.30 when I was asking for stuff. And this was actually, this was earlier than like the night before. That's how I know. And uh, it yeah. was, he was in the next morning. He's like, sorry, man, I was dead asleep. And I was like, convenient. When I fucking need you, you're yeah. not there. And, and look, it wasn't his fault. Like, yeah, it wasn't his being, fault. That's my fault for being an idiot. No, nah, but it was, it was kind of our fault for just like 
letting the door close behind us without like one person we went we both went to just do laundry and it was a it was a good move because we needed to do laundry to have everything like ready for the next day Jacques was being super proactive as he typically is he was like all right let's do this now we'll sit we'll eat our burritos we'll chill out for a little bit and then the door closed and right when we went to try to go back in it was it was a done deal Uh... it was california dude it was like I was right. Like when I say I was ready to sleep in the garage, it sounds crazy, but it was actually beautiful. It wasn't cold. Like, quiet. Yeah. It's like 70 degrees, maybe 60 something degrees, which is like where you I mean, typically want to be. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have had that problem. We we may not have David. That's yeah. that's maybe the silver lining right there. Is that David brought been there? We may not have had. If a... David was there, I would have been. You like, would have probably you got your keys and shit. Like I would. That's me. <laughs> Funky's yeah, wallet. You you probably would have had hey, to have shared you probably would have to have shared the bed with me with w. me in Long Beach. B-B-W. And you yeah. would have had crazy talk all night. I've been I'm over. sleeping on the floor, bro. What was that place called again? The Vagabond I, Inn. Oh shit. That Shout even the, that even sounds You went bad. to Vagabond, Vagabond Inn? Inn. Yeah. Sounds bad, right? Bro, it's named Vagabond Inn, bro. The, the, you know, the funny thing was when you look at the pictures, the pool was like, mm, okay, I don't know how accurate this picture is. And when you went there, it was almost like I was like, yeah, no one in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Besides the fact that it was like close to the beach too. Like I know it was like a quick, quick place, yeah. I mean it's got five stars. So I don't know what the deal is. Maybe you guys suck. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Like rating? Rating. Yeah. That's not the, that's not the, that's that's probably the average trip review rating. Yeah. And then continental breakfast. Love it. Continental uh-huh. breakfast means what? It means an apple, it means mm-hmm. an orange juice carton. And then probably like a piece of bread. That's what the continental <laughs> breakfast. Wonder bread. Be. No protein, bro. Wonder bread. Protein was probably the answer we got on the way in. That's probably true. Uh, when we were out there, we also saw, or I saw something that I, I never really saw in New York, which was like uh, the construct. There was a construction site across the street from us. Mm. And the construction guys had gathered early to do like a workout, like a group fitness workout. Did you see Oh, really? That? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, I vaguely remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Cause it's like, you know, obviously you're going to spend the whole shift together and you know, yeah. whatnot, but you know, and health is like super important. Exercise is super important. Um, and seeing them kind of like work out in the morning, I was like, damn, these dudes are actually getting it in. You know what I mean? Like typically yeah. we don't, we don't see that in New York. I don't know if they go to a certain spot in New York or go inside the building, That's but possible. these guys were outside of the site, just like doing squats, doing jumping jacks, doing high knees. I was like, this is, this is legit. I mean, and it probably helps, before right? Before like, they work in construction. Before, before they, shift, they work yeah. in construction. I would argue that their work itself is a better worker than whatever they did that morning. Well, bet, well but imagine you But still, it's like insane. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they look they look more in shape than the ones that you see in New York, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. let's, be, let's, let's be honest, though. New York, New York construction workers, uh, again, this is not a fact. This is not a research study I've done, but I'm assuming oh, no. a larger oh, proportion shit. of them. No, what, what would their breakfast be? A large proportion. Or what? Bacon, egg, and cheese. Bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> I, I'm just saying the majority of the people bagel, that I would The majority of people yeah. we see in the daily are two kinds of people, right? Between like 7 and 8, 8.30 a.m. or 9 a.m. Trainers and possibly construction workers and other people obviously but those are the two kinds of professional uh, professional workers that we would i think we would see in like andy's deli on the upper west side we just Shout lost, out andy's deli we just lost a good amount of followers just now thanks jack just yeah because of the construction worker thing yeah. fuck bro yeah brendan's connections damn it brendan, <laughs> damn it, brendan. listen if, anyway. it, if if that hadn't have happened with brendan like 
you know, he wouldn't have started his own plays, right? Like that's that's crazy too. He, and even he, to think and about that. Yeah, and you've seen how he's actually got the turf and he's outside. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, and he's and he's able to do it one on one because yep. it's it's only him. Right, and he's space. open. Yeah, he's open. Yep. He's got his clientele. Like had he had been had he been anywhere else, that would have been shut down. Yeah. And yep. you can even make the well, argument besides Florida, but yeah, besides Florida. And he also has an outdoor space. You can make the argument that he might have been able to operate before construction would have yeah. even been able to operate, right? Because yeah. that's indoors, large groups of people. Yeah. So, you know, However, that's considered essential workers because the guy, there's a hotel being built right outside of my apartment. Great. Mm. They start banging like 7 a.m. most days. And um, they've been working pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And that's large groups, and but I think it's considered essential workers. So uh, I see that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but I mean, depends on the, the state. Anyway. State, I was gonna say state depends. Yeah, right, right. right. So anyway, all stuff. All right. Um, benefits of exercise. Are there any benefits to physical exercise? Yes. Have a good night, guys. Deuces. <laughs> that concludes our talk. Yeah. Right. That concludes uh, that concludes the podcast. I <laughs> today's podcast. <laughs> Podcast is brought to us by Rogue, by Rogue Fitness. Rogue Fitness. No, not really, but we wish. Um, anyway, no, one thing I wanted to talk about is stress. I mean, the biggest thing right now with COVID and with my life, you know, in general, and I think people in general, they all have stress. But I think people fail to realize the two different types of stress. You know, the stress you get just from normal life, and then you have the stress from working out. I'm sure there are other stresses, but when you're going into the gym to work out, you're still stressing your body out, right? Mm. So I think we as trainers and what I've done with a lot of clients is right before a session, they come in from their, you know, high level jobs and they're going, they're just, they're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, all right, that, or we will, but let's just calm down a little bit because we definitely want to have you sort of enjoy the benefits of the stress that's good for your body that, you know, helps you gain muscle that helps you get leaner if you want that helps you be more athletic and more um healthy you know injury injury free uh, what are some methods that you guys do with your clients what i do before uh, them is maybe just have them lay down and just have them take a couple deep breaths especially if they've just been like breathing up in their chest the entire day i i definitely yeah i mean i'll be honest i definitely have a harder time with um ensuring that everyone always gets a bit more time than they should with like uh, either decompressing from the day or properly um like properly getting themselves in a mental preparation for something that's something that i've you know i feel and and part, partly why is because that i understand the stress and that sometimes if we we are sometimes we are pushed for time and we only have a window and it's not to say that the warm-up or the decompressing or the mental preparation isn't isn't a efficient process but something i'm guilty and and need to enforce a bit more with my clients and it, i mean look it's 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 also when you ask someone if they're ready to go and they say yeah and then as soon as they say that like, oh this is hurting or this is feeling achy or like, are even more reason that we take it down and 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 more often than not in i think David has told me this in the past, like if you take that five, 10 minutes to make sure we, we really roll out or we stretch, that's usually the time frame where they tell you everything that's gone on in their day, everything that may have stressed them in the week or day prior. And then this picture is all painted and you're like, all right. And then that way, the rest of the session, you've got all the information you, you needed to gather. 
and, and now you need to know, all right, I've slept like trash for four days in a row, for example. All right, so deadlifting might not be the best idea. Okay, like even though we're meant to do like a, a five by five deadlift today, all right, we're probably going to do four by eight or four by 10. And it's going to be instead of like 80% of his RPA at one, one rep max, we're going to do it more like 55, 60%. You know, like those, those key pieces of information help you modify your program like right there and then. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. yeah, I, I would say the same thing. Like I kind of do like a mixture of what you both were talking about. And sometimes I even incorporate like some uh, low intensity, like steady state stuff. So like I'll bring them over to the treadmill depending on obviously like what kind of stress they're like going through. If it's like more uh, social or emotional stress, then I feel like, you know, rolling out is easier because then, you know, they're able to just like, you know, do feel like they're getting on the right track. They'll explain what they're going through and I might stop them there and I might say, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a couple of changes to today's, uh, today's workout. Uh, we'll go to the cardio deck. Um, we'll do some low steady state cardio warm up. And then as they do that, it's kind of like, then they can start to talk about like what's going on with them and why they, you know, haven't slept in three days or haven't eaten in three days or what, whatever the case is. Um, and then you can like modify the workout from that. Um, but I feel like walking helps. Like sometimes I'll even get on the treadmill too and just walk with them, like walk next to them while they're, you know, talking. Um, because, you know, when you're training clients for a long period of time, like, you know, whether it's months, weeks or weeks, months or years, like, uh, it is really personal, right? You start to know like more about them and more about their situation. And, uh, sometimes you just need to like take a break from the routine and just deal with the now, because if you just say, all right, we're just going to do what exactly what we've done before, keep everything the same. Um, it doesn't necessarily do them, do them justice, like mentally or emotionally, but also physically, it, you know, breaks them down. Yeah. And it's very important because at the end of the day, we know best, you know, not to sound cocky or anything or, you know, but at the, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are making their programs are the ones training them. We see them when they come from work and they're stressed. We know best in terms of changing their program for that day. You know, you're going to have clients that are always going to be like, I feel fine. Let's go. I'm like, no, you don't. We're not, we're not going to do uh, like Jacques said, a five by five at 90%. But you just told me you had three hours of sleep and you haven't eaten since noon. It's it's five PM. So no, we're not gonna do a five by five. You know, and I think that's the tough conversation you have to have with one of the clients because stress really plays a big role in getting in whether or not they get hurt that day. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. go on, Angel. No, I was just gonna I was gonna say exactly that. I mean, a lot of your clients will be able to say, Okay, after you make that objection, they'll say, Okay, yeah, that's fine. Some of them won't, and some of them will just object to your objection. They'll say, no, I said I'm fine. I want to do this. In that case, like what I've done is just change gears. I say, all right, that's okay. We're going to do exactly as we had planned. That's a lie. I wouldn't do that. But I give them the impression that that's what we're going to do. And then we focus on something that's not as like complex, right? Like you're not going to go do your power cleans, but you might do like, I don't know, box squats, body weight, box squats, or you might do some mobility drills or something like that. Something that's just like super simple because yeah, you don't want them to get injured, which they will. Right. And I've had some people just like uh, break down in the middle of a set because they try to like compartmentalize something. But if, you know, shit's hitting the fan and you think that going to the gym, um, you know, and doing exactly what you did before is going to be um, effective. It's not right. You got to 
you got to change gears. I was just going to jump on that and like two, two, two points. One, I saw someone uh, I mean, a week or two ago and they mentioned how they, they squatted like their PR max, right? Like two reps and um, they did 275, for example, or 285, whatever it was. But they, they mentioned how they had two hours of sleep the night before. Mm. And I don't, the, the, the reasons for the two hours of sleep, like you assume the person wasn't just trying to get a kick out of sleeping as little as possible and trying to hit a PR the next day. But in my head, I was the first thing I thought, started thinking is like, whoa, I'm in no good shape to do anything like anything, any PRs when I'm that sleep deprived. I'm like not very useful as a person anyway. Like I, when, <laughs> when I've had that little sleep, not in general. Um, and that was, I mean, look, like, some I know we did a study, uh, a workshop on uh, like a sleep workshop uh, about a year ago, and I'll never forget that chart that showed the mortality rate about like too little or too much sleep. Like we always assume like if we have six hours and up, that it doesn't matter if we have six plus hours of sleep, it's fine. Not thinking like whether it's eight or ten or eleven hours, if that's an issue. But this this um, we'll probably try and share it on Instagram maybe. But this uh, this. This journal, I think I was saying from show, like, you know, if you sleep more than nine, 10 hours on average a night, that's also going to lower your mortality rate. I don't know if you remember seeing that angel, but I thought it was interesting to see that oh, yeah. even if you slept on a longer range, that was detrimental. And then, um, other thing I want to touch on was, um, you spoke about like, if there's something you've always done, right. And if it's either yielded same, some certain results or like, if you're needing to mix things up, like, when I saw my doctor on Wednesday um, and I have had, I know you guys have been hounding me about taking more days off. And I, I came in and I like, look, everything's good from the surgery, but my tendonitis is like kind of bothering me and it has been for three weeks. And what do you think the first question he asked me was? You sleep. <laughs> uh, what you no. been eating, bro? Nah, eating, it's bro? Uh, nah, like how often are you working out? Oh, He's like, how many days a week are you working out? And I was he like, he sees those yeah. arms. He sees those pecs. No, nah, he sees those little noodle arms. He's like, Bro, you work out six days a week and you still got those on? Nah, he but he he, he said wow, like savage. Nah, like he, he didn't really. He's he's keep he's, dying your hair, man. How long are you spending at the hair salon? Yeah, how long? Shit. I actually want to get him on our podcast one day as well. I I was thinking about that. I'll I'll, I'll work on that. But yeah. he um he and I was like, look, man, I'll be honest. From like quarantine when quarantine really hit, when like the gyms open, which was March 16th, up until like two weeks ago, I was having one day off a week, dude. That's like three to four months of one day off a week admittedly some of those days of work were active recovery with like i consider like animal flow still work but it was more active recovery and he was like there you go man he's like you're working out six days a week it's like well, what do you think was gonna happen so uh that right and it's a no-brainer i'm like well I, I was just being an idiot and but then it goes back to dealing with stress and mental health for me like if i uh, I think from a very young age, my parents told me if I was stressed, the first thing I should do was do some form of exercise. That was my best form of release. And I, should, I learned that very early on. And fortunately, it's just been my substance to dealing with stress, no matter what kind. And that's why when you're injured, it's fucking depressing because it limits your options. I can't run much anyway. But if like if my lower body and my upper body is like, aching, you're stressed, you're depressed about the injury, you're depressed about this whole COVID situation, Mm. where do you go from there right but your body but like anything your body when it's constantly being placed under stress cannot recover like so many studies show that your program is probably better you're probably going to yield better results i think tommy was talking to me about how 
he was yielding better results in the gym when he was working out only three days a week. I say only. He was lifting better, heavier and better numbers lifting three days a week than he was yeah. if he was five or six because he had more recovery. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know what – I don't know exactly what his numbers were. If someone wants to compare, like, muscle mass, body fat, composition, or circumference measurements, I don't know those things. But he said he was lifting heavier numbers, heavier loads, bigger volume, and he was taking mm. more rest days. So, but, yeah, that's kind of – bit of a tangent i went off but just to so show what have the, we learned Jacques? to listen to your fucking body you listen you to go. your body right that's something i wanted to go into if we talk about preventing injury your body's your body's a smart machine man like if you got something inflamed if you got something like bothering you your body's like yo chill out man like do something <laughs> else do <laughs> something different he's, he's gonna be posting a video of him running through that what is that soccer field that you work out oh at? i went this morning I went this swing morning. in the mace oh you see swinging the mace around just running Doing around sprints. you know what though you guys ever tried the pull-ups and the l-sit with your legs up just stop working out man <laughs> i took yesterday off tomorrow's bro, my just, day off bro just stop. yesterday you were at the park you bro, see you're switching it up it's recorded nah see i, I recorded that i recorded it <laughs> nah i saw you wear the same shirt fuck out of here oh that's my you God. david <laughs> David, is that the same show for episode 12 and 13? Oh, no, yeah, it is. Five. Oh, okay. five. <laughs> episode five. Uh, and five. And five. I have these shirts in a specific drawer. He just to put them on. He got a pack of 12 of them. He does alternate. We assure you. He just. I don't give a fuck what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, and I, I don't have many sleeveless shirts. So, yeah. It's either this or nudity, so we'll accept this. We're not you ready choose. for that. We're not ready for that. Wait, what about your kettlebell? What about your kettlebell uh, t-shirt? That's in the laundry, and that's a t-shirt. It's not sleeveless. Nah, he's got it is sleeveless. sleeveless. It is sleeveless. He wore it shoe. Oh, it is. Kettlebell so it's power, too much right? of my chest hair. Ah, uh, right. your beard will cover it. Not Damn. even. Actually, I'm gonna trim it today. I gotta get go. it faded. Yeah, get it faded. Because the thing is, like this part here, is is lower than here. And it's yes. fucking annoying. Like this part here doesn't grow as long as this, so I gotta I gotta even it up. Dude, go to a barber. They're open. I know they are. <laughs> All right. Um, what else were you talking about? Oh, exercise. Exercise is good <laughs> for a lot of different reasons, and I wanted <laughs> to bring. Exercise is good. <laughs> uh, exercise is good. Uh, my name is Andrew Sanchez. Exercise is good. Um, <laughs> I like to start off by saying exercise is good. Uh, no, but um. I was talking to a client earlier in the week and they were asking me about like, um, or we were just talking about like ideas of things to like um, uh, write about or for me to write about. And then, uh, cause I have like a little blog that I'm starting and I'm trying to like get, make it so that people get to hear or read what they want. Because as a trainer, you kind of like see things through one perspective and then as like an exerciser or a client, uh, you see it through another perspective, right? NARP. Um, so not a NARP. I mean, first of all, you don't have to be an athlete. It's okay not to be an athlete. Most people aren't. I mean, that's why athletes are athletes. I'm just anyway. referring to Antoine's all right. reference to NARPs. All right. Flashback Friday. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, little things and she was talking about maybe you should speak about exercise, like how it's hard to start working out. And when she told me that, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's been so long since I started 
right? Because it's kind of like a continuum and you just keep going, you keep going. You might have pauses, but you don't think about like starting all over. Like even COVID, yeah. right? We were removed from the gym, but we didn't really stop working out. Like we just right. started doing different things. It, it might've been a couple of days, maybe even a week, maybe two weeks, but you figured something else out. You started running, you started walking, biking, whatever, right? Um, and one of the things that, you know, when I, when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, first of all, it's very hard to start working out because your body hasn't made any adaptations to exercise, like strictly exercise. And, um, it's the best time to start working out, but I think it's hard to do it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you are and what you got going on, but everybody's going to have an excuse, right? And there's always going to be an excuse somewhere, right? So for me to, to, to validate somebody for not working out, there's 10 people who worked out with more on their plate. And, you know, then am I going to say like, they're just like outliers like that, that can't be true, right? Like everybody's a person, we all make our own decisions, and we all have our priorities. But, um, you know, it is a good time to start. But when you first start out, it's very difficult, right? Because like, think about like the first time you went out for a run, and like how out of breath you were, or how much it just like hurt, right? Like your whole body hurt, like you just your ribs hurt. Dude, your I was pissed hurt. off. I forgot my Metro card. I had to run back home. Even that, right? <laughs> like it just, you're just like, where do I start? I guess I'll start now. It's like, well, I was going to run from 100th Street to like 72nd Street, but you know. Now I got to run back. Now I got to run back. You know, <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just silly. And then it's like, do I start now? Do I start when I get to the park? Do I start on the street? Um, but anyway, like your body starts to hurt. Your body doesn't feel comfortable. Um, and one of the main things that we got to understand is that your body hasn't made any adaptations to that form of exercise yet. So of course it's going to hurt. Right. So like, think about all the adaptations that our body makes, uh, through exercise. Right. So, um, was it increased capillary density, uh, uh, increased myocardial, uh, hypertrophy. So you have myocardial hypertrophy, your heart gets bigger, your heart Mm -hmm. gets stronger. Um, and then like your heart rate lowers as a product of that or as a byproduct of that. Um, and you know, when you're first working out, you might start trying to work out and your heart rate might just shoot through the roof. Right. And that's okay for exercise. But when you just start out and that's happening, it's just like, it's too much. So you're going too hard too fast. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you're going too hard too fast and you just started. So um, for people that are just starting out or people who are interested in like having a long fitness journey or like a long career in fitness and not just making it like a one-time deal, start off very light. You know, walking is an okay form of, actually walking is a great form of exercise um, and it's easier to modify. Yeah, Yeah. it's easier to modify. It's easier to just be like, right, instead of having to think of like progressions and regressions to a deadlift you can walk on a treadmill or walk outdoors and just like set it to a certain pace. And when you want to make it harder, walk faster. When you want to make it less vigorous, walk slower. Right. Um, and sometimes we just go, we, we almost overthink it. Like as trainers, as fitness professionals, we're just like, Oh, you got to do this. And then we got all these tools. We got bands. We got, we got little bands. We got big bands. We got, you know, more stretchy bands. We got less stretchy bands and different colors, different colors of bands. Right. Exactly. We got headbands. We got sweatbands. You know, we got bands on our wrist for no problem, for no, you know, no reason. But it's important to kind of like understand the people that are just starting out. Like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any sense. If you want, if you want to run a marathon, do it, but don't fucking go run 20. Like how much, I don't even fucking know how many miles on a marathon. It's like, don't go do it. To, yeah. 26.2. Yeah. 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 Um, don't go do that on the first day. You know, it's like, 
I mean, I'd be amazed if someone really get hurt. I would be really amazed if someone does it in that first time. I would be fucking. I think if you got good joints, you could do it, but it'll take hours. Dude, for real, twenty six point two miles. Some people, you know, if you got good joints and you have like a really crazy playlist out of that, Jacques. Well, this makes me. This makes me think. Did you guys ever watch, uh, like, when Stanley was alive? God bless his soul. There was a Netflix show. Uh, Stan, Stan, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Okay. Yeah, I Stan thought it was like Stanley, like Stanley. Cole. Oh, when Stanley was alive, Stanley who? Flat Stanley. Stanley. So he had oh, this uh, Netflix show, um, Stanley's Superhumans. Oh yeah. And mo- I most did. So did you see the guy that was the runner? Uh, I don't think I don't think I did. His ATP production right mm-hmm. never went down. Oh snap! So when he nice. when this and when this guy went in the lab, the craziest oh, thing was his ATP production almost went up. If anything, instead yeah. of being stagnant, it would increase. First of all, so, that was my show. That show was sick, right? Yeah. I tried to find it for Gina, and I I couldn't find it, but. There were, there were some of the other ones were impressive, but that was the most impressive one. That athlete, this guy, because yeah, he would literally well, run a whole. Di- Sorry, go on. Nah, I'm cutting you off, but I'm just really excited about that show. Go ahead. What were you I'll, I'll 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 trip in. Um, that guy would literally run all day, right? Mm-hmm. He he done something like 50 marathons, 50 days straight. There was some crazy thing like that he did. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing he would do was, I think he left out west, like just outside of San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he would run all day. And then he'd be like, oh, I've run all day. Now I'm just going to run home. As if it was like 10 miles. <laughs> dude, it, he was 19 miles away from his home. He said, oh, I'm just going to run home now. As if Forest it was gone. like, dude, this guy like, and, and like I said, wow. the best part was when they took him into the lab, they're like, they can't explain it. But when, his, when he's performing exercise, his ATP production does not decrease. It increases. And it would stay somewhat stagnant. The whole time. Like, it must be nice. God damn. Yeah, no, I mean, insane. So, but assuming his joints are fine, right? But Angel. Right. Go. Assuming his joints are fine because even that is like, that's a strength, but that doesn't necessarily mean the rest of his body can keep up. Can take it. Right. Right. Um, True. Yeah. And all it takes is like, you know, anything like a toe. It could, it could be a toe yeah. and that'll mess you up because it's that one thing you don't take care of in the beginning that ends up like messing you up in the end. But that show was insane. The one thing I that, all, I mean, there are a lot of things that were very impressive including a guy who was like, he had um, like a crazy jaw strength. Like he was able to drag trucks with like something like in it, like a mouthpiece and attached oh to a God. truck. It was insane. Oh, I think I, I saw that. that. There, was, there was another guy who, I mean, obviously this one doesn't have to do with exercise, but he was, I think he was from India. And as a kid, something happened. There was like a huge storm and it knocked down a power line and he was standing or sitting in a puddle or something like that. And the power line fell and it was active. It was live and it shocked him, but he just didn't feel anything. Yeah. Like he, he survived and then he became an older guy. And then like his whole thing was like how he was able to survive like electro shock, electric shocks. And they kept like testing him as he got older, and that became a thing. Like everybody passing current him. through him, yeah, passing active yeah. live current through him, which should kill a normal person, and he was just fine. Was, I mean, I don't know how you explain that stuff. That's there beyond, was that's beyond me. That's out of my. There, that was I, I. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot that guy. There was another guy. There was this guy was blind, and he had a really good talent for music, oh, and yeah. he would literally hear the song once. And he could play the whole song he'd only ever just heard once. It was like three minutes long, right? He'd play it 
when I say note for note, he was 90% accurate for yeah. something he just heard once. Like, yeah. that was insane. That perfect that, pitch. It's just yeah. crazy how his brain can just completely, like, I, I mean, I think those were the ones we spoke about. That was a guy that could, like, climb super oh, strength. Like that could the climb monkey. The, like, the monkeys. Climb like a monkey. And the guy who uh, cut the bullet in half with, like, a samurai sword or something like that. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's insane. And then the other, the other uh, guy... The other one I remember was like someone jumping from a really significant oh, height yeah. in like a foot of ice or foot of water. And it was survived. water. It was water, yeah, because he had oh, to man. like – they said like once his skin made contact with the water, what he had to do was like disperse the water as quickly as possible like across uh-huh. his body so it wasn't like it was hitting one – point like his body right right exactly because then it would be too much force so he had to like disperse that force along his body so it was able to be absorbed and so he had like a it was his technique or something like that i mean it's a technique that divers use or people who do that stuff use but he was just able to do it like so quickly that he crazy. was jumping off of like pretty much like a building and then yeah it was like 12 feet of water yeah and surviving because he was able to just like disperse that water fucking yeah. crazy man that's why that was th- that was a really good show but it, it it's a bit like based on the athlete perspective like we said there was a guy that had like good strength that could climb up the wall yeah. like a kind of monkey and it was like some serious heights and mm-hmm. that guy with atp production like it's just it's crazy i think like um if you can see what be a great sprinter well, I think this guy was a long distance runner though, wasn't he? I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So he would, he would like, again, I think that's why I'm saying like, if someone could do a marathon the very first time, fucking hats off to you. But I just don't know if like Angel, I think when you did your 30 miler, mm. excuse me, you, you felt your knee was a little achy a few days after. Am I right in saying? Yeah. I was so supposed to, um, I was supposed to do um, ice, like not ice bath, but I was supposed to ice like my joints. And I didn't do that. I mean, I oh, bro. didn't have that much experience with it. And up until that, the longest distance I ran was 20 miles. So I did 20 miles like a little bit earlier that month. And I was like, all right. At once? Yeah, up until the 30 mile. Damn. And That's then I insane. was just like, and my body was fine afterwards. I was just, you know, and I ran. And just add 10 miles. I had no some problem. carbohydrates. And then like I had like two slices of pizza two hours before I went out there. And I was just like, I think I could do this. And I just went. Did you go to bathroom before? Yeah, I had to. Oh, so I that was, like... yeah, because it was, it was wild. And then when I ran the 30, I think when I ran the 20, I don't even remember. No, they were both post, uh, post-COVID. So like everybody had their restrooms on lockdown and generally like I pee a lot. I mean, I'll say that on air. It doesn't oh, really matter, shit. but like, you know, and when you're running, it's just like, you got time. And then like now all the park restrooms are closed. It's just like, Oh man. Well, and how long did it take you? Like four or five hours? Uh, the 30 miler took me five hours, 20 miles. So how often, how often do you not use a restroom for a five hour period? Not very often. Yeah. Thank so you. So there's that Coming too. By defense. Thank you. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, I do. I, I can't like whenever I've had clients, th- whenever I've had them and let's say I had like um, a six or like noon straight. I'm like, fuck, what am I doing for the bathroom? It's not even like a six yeah. straight. It's yeah. when the fuck am I going to pee? Yeah. Cause, Cause you don't have to eat, but you definitely have to drink water in that time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I just, you just gotta sometimes hope that like the nine or 10 AM is like routinely late or something. Yeah. And like, not that you wish that anyone gets less time training with you. It's more like, 
you know, if this person's like running a couple minutes, that means I gotta go to the bathroom. That that, yeah. that helps, you know. And that that was always my thing. Like if I had a six and seven break at eight. And then a nine, ten, eleven, and someone's like, "Can you do nine or eight? I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I think it's actually it's probably a like you'd have to find. I think it's harder for you to find six clients that you can train back to back that will always be on time than six clients back to back that will have yeah, that you'll have gaps. Yeah, I agree. Like, nobody's six people straight. Like sometimes it does happen. Like I'm not saying that it doesn't, but it's not likely that those six will all make it on no. time. Somebody's Where your clients early. Like goddamn. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think. I think Gina had mentioned, she's like, oh shit, I've got like, she'll say she had like eight or nine in a row. And I'm like, oh man, I would never schedule eight. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't have, I know, I know sometimes when she did it, she had it, she had to do it when it was like a week before a holiday or when yeah, she was going away. Yeah, and sometimes you, you don't, you don't have a choice, but like, oh man, I, I don't think I'm an effective trainer in the ninth session in. I am not yeah. effective. I am right. just like, you're not getting the full you're not getting me my best running over uh running off of those gladiator cookies remember those yeah those yeah. are amazing Ju- juice press right juice press yeah. yeah you got some gladiator cookies in your no, they're not as good as they were before yeah I think they yeah they changed it up a little something, bit something yeah they realized but that was that was yeah. and, it, and even dried mango that's like my shit as well and the other thing as well is like i gotta get my teeth fixed because whenever i eat certain foods the shit just stays here Mm. and then they're like oh did you eat and i'm like no she got toothpicks for bro. <laughs> no. bro i'm telling you anytime i fucking eat anytime i go out anytime i go into like i go out on the street and i get a smoothie i've got fucking blueberries all over my teeth best thing was when That's- i worked in retail i would have blueberries on my teeth and not even fucking know it and be like dealing with customers i'm <laughs> <laughs> to help you they're probably like this jackass he's not even from here he's got blueberries all over his team don't know how to do things in the uk but that's, that's what i remember from um our curriculum you remember the the curriculum we had and then you would always, yeah you would always eat i mean we'd all all would eat but you'd always yeah. ask me like oh i got something in my yo, teeth i got some my teeth got i got i got it's I'm always like, yo, here bro, nah. he's he- like, no 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 for real do i i'd be like yeah and he'd be like oh where is it i'm like no nah, i'm just kidding he's like what well, that was, we did a workshop where the guy was like, all right, so from like 10 to five, we're just like, not going to, we're not going to take a break. And I was oh, like, oh yeah, Bro. I remember that. <laughs> what do you mean not take a break? Your workshop is on fucking nutrition. What do you mean not take a break? Yeah. Let's not name names because you know, no, no, I no, do, I we names. do a lot of editing work. And yeah. I, it was just, that's a long time to not eat. But isn't that funny? Time. Because like sometimes when people do that, either like you're talking like during like these webinars or, you know, these discussions or even school, right? Like you're doing something and it's like a lecture that, that's going to take a couple of hours and they'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And they'll be like, oh, since we're running out of time, it's like, wait, how are we running out of time? Like you, you've just been controlling the whole dialogue. <laughs> the whole thing, Nobody's yeah. interrupted. There's a point where you're like, I'm a grown ass man. I'm going to the fucking bathroom. Now. Right. Exactly. Fuck exactly but that used to happen i mean undergrad it was like i don't know how it is in grad school i never went to grad school i don't remember but i think like sometimes they would oh, yeah. say something like all right guys we really need to really need to everybody should stay nobody should use the restroom like i had like one or two professors that did that and that used that used to tick me off because it's like how are you going to control like when i have to my use the bladder you can't control and nobody's bladder. interrupting it yeah Anyway. So in um that's how I would sit next to the door whenever like in, in like I always, I'll sit yeah, up front. I always sat I'll like, sit up front, but it'll be yeah. next to the door. Yep. I try to sit by the door or by the extra because uh who sits in, in the middle? First of all, let's talk about that for a little bit. I think I sat in the middle a couple times with some buddies, but because we were just there. Yeah. I would sit in the middle if I'm if I'm with a group of people and I have yeah. to be the first one to go on the row. 
But like you said, I was one that typically needed to go to the bathroom or I need to be one of the first ones to go out as soon as the lecture was done. So in England, at least when I went to university, the lectures were always 50 minutes long. So you always had mm. 10 minutes to get to another lecture because depending on where on campus it was. Oh, they're all, so, they were always 50? I'm pretty sure, yep. There was... Hmm. There was there was one or two that oh, oh, workshops would be longer because if you mm-hmm. were doing uh, like a lab, you, yeah, or, or yeah. dude, some labs took the whole fucking day. Some yeah. labs you came in at nine and after six, so you were only ensured to be in labs between nine and six, technically. Mm. And so if you stayed after six, they really didn't want you in there because you weren't insured. So like if you but if you had something you'd be working in all day, they would like help you out and make sure you got in, and there was nothing. By the end of that day, you won't do anything that was that dangerous. You were just like, like waiting for something to dry or yeah. something. Yeah. So it wasn't usually that dangerous. But dude, like that's if if you're hungover and you're in labs, that is the fucking worst thing ever. Oh, like, man. it's it's you know how if you're hungover, like certain foods throw you off. Yeah. You imagine being in a you imagine being in a lab full of chemicals. Like you know how acetone is like it's pretty potent, right? Like you smell yeah. it. Like, you talk about that being like the friendliest chemical in the lab. You talk about the stuff that just smells and it's just like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's sulfur. It's self, everything. Yeah. Yo, tell us I more actually, of how you have a master's in chemistry, bro. Well, <laughs> I've actually, I actually had like some, a couple people were like, oh shit, you did a master's. You must be good at science. I'm like, nope. I actually had two. I, I'm going to tell you for shits and gigs. <laughs> and you know what I tell people? Oh, I said, I just worked hard. I worked hard. I plugged away. I was never that skilled at it. I got two stories, two bad I had two stories of bad exper- of experiments gone wrong in the lab, right? So you make a thank- bomb, bro. N- no, when I did my part-time work, everyone's like, "Yo, you do chemistry? So you're gonna be a drug dealer or a bomb maker?" And I was like, "Okay, I think there are more than two careers if you come out of chemistry." But my client, what- my client Katie's getting her master's in chemistry. Is she really? She could yeah. probably outschool me in a test. Like anyone, anytime I did a test, I was like, I never grade that high. But when, um, long story short. Anyone who knows chemistry would just laugh at these stories, actually. So, um, you're going to laugh. You laugh. So, <laughs> if you have, I think, so I have, long story short, I have a scar here for this reason, right? So, long story short, if you have stuff, when you have chemicals you're using, you always have two waste bins halogenated and non halogenated. So, anything that was a halogen was a bit more like, is, is a bit more volatile, a bit more dangerous. And, if in doubt, just put it in there because those are the more, those are the more like volatile products. And what you would do if you finish using something, everyone would just go over to that that fume cover that the area and just drop it in. So, so I think so I think it was sulfuric acid. So anyway, it's it's pretty aggressive, and you're meant to dilute it, and I and then I believe put it down the sink to dilute it. And I put it in the halogenate waste. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure there's some halogen in here, so I put it in this shit. I was thinking, I was like, again, I was like kind of actively watching doing it but then this shit just started like spitting fucking everywhere this oh, whole man. like and then it got me like on my sleeve and this was like for this was like a like an i can't really see it but it was like an open wound for like a week or two yeah. weeks and then um you got no ladies no ladies but then the, said, the don't thing, please don't team me up with him don't don't <laughs> even walk this guy please the, don't. and the crazy thing was my buddy in that lab he had something like spit on his arm and i was like ah like not oh, you're wow. in pain, but like, ah, oh, the fuck you do? And then yeah. when I happened to me, he's like, that's fucking karma, man. So it got me even yeah. worse. So we both signed each other's like witness of like chemical accident forms. Let's say oh, like, yeah. I witness him. Like I will not see the score. I am responsible for my own accident. Right. Yeah. 
And then the other thing that happened was you know we, the FBI's fucking watch list. The bro. FBI's yeah, the FBI like when I came in my green card, like this fucking guy. So the other one was um we always had like a lab assistant and I had we had this French guy who super nice, but he must have been stoned the whole time. Like he was so chill. And anyway, like often in the later labs, like third and fourth year, we dealt with carcinogens, like cancerous chemicals, or or uh, like um yeah, anyway, so that we would have dipped. Well, here's the thing, right? So anyway, we're <laughs> this kind of, any of that. no. So basically, there's a chemical that like we often put it in like what is called fuck. I even can't remember what the name of the equipment is. But you put it in like this kind of little bowl thing under under a hot plate, um, and it, you would oh reflux. That's what it was. And then you you have water in the system, whatever. And um, this is one of the few times that you mix things and it will just stir like this, like a little like a little rack. It would sh- shake like this for like three hours, whatever. Anyway, long story short, due to like, the pressure, I should have thought about like extracting it from the test tube a certain way, and I didn't. So this shit just went in my face. So I have a cancerous chemical on my face. Thankfully, I have goggles because I'd probably be blind otherwise. And then I'm like, ah, uh, and, then, <laughs> uh, and then my um, the the lab lead, the supervisor, I was like, dude, this shit just blew up on my face. I didn't. He's like, maybe you could uh, wash your face. I was like, you think like what? And he just like just like wash it thoroughly and whatever. And the other the other thing was that that's was that's why you talk in your sleep, bro. That's why I talk in my sleep. And the Should other thing was up. for real. For the other, uh, and I'll conclude after this is long winded. But like the the other thing after that, that was pretty much like two days worth of work that was just on my face. So when you write the report and you sh- you write you report, you're like, oh, from what I started at like 150 grams, I recovered 50 grams. It's oh like yeah, thirty-three percent yield. You have to or, like uh, log the waste or something. Yeah, like that. you have to log how much you recovered. So if you right. start, because that's what like companies do. Like if I started with like a kilo of this and a kilo of this, I ended up with half a kilo. Like that's not a very high conversion rate. That was like 25 percent mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it, that a lot a lot to do with that has like how efficient you are with your chemistry. And anyway, I had like. 0.1% or something stupid. He was like, the guy in the explanation of my report, I was like, an incident happened where I exploded all on my face. So the majority of the yield was on my face, right? And this guy, yeah, this guy wrote, no pause. This guy wrote, <laughs> this guy wrote like very low yield. This is really low. And I was like, motherfucker, I wrote that this shit exploded on my face. Right. I, 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 I wash it away. So yeah. those are two of my, when people say like, Hey, you must have been good at science. I have those two flashbacks as soon as someone says that. So I know yeah. that's a long-winded and not very fitness-related. Actually, not fitness-related at all. At all. Uh, uh, at all. Yeah. At all. So. Just all. But uh, no, nah, I went on. I, I, I took some chemistry class because I uh, graduated with a bachelor's of science, and they said like if you want the ba- uh, bachelor's of science, you had to take like statistics, uh, you had to take chemistry, and then research methods and something else, um, or else you would get like a bachelor's of arts in exercise science. And I remember that it was, you know, there was chemistry was by far like the worst class. It was probably my worst class, but um, you know, it's, I learned a lot more during the labs than I did in the lectures because the lectures, I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, But the labs put the pieces together. And I think that one of the things that happened in the program is that you would have like two lectures and then one lab. And the lab would be in the later part of the week, but the lectures would be before. And that never really worked out for me because conceptually they're trying to tell you what should be going on. And everybody's got different schedules. So it's not their fault. Like some people have the lab in the middle or some people have the lab before, but it's not their fault that you don't know what's going on. 
Um, it was just like how it was scheduled. And sometimes you just have to grab a class. You got to grab the classes together because that's, yeah. that's what it has. And then sometimes, uh, you know, they have like seniority. So like uh, seniors have like priority over certain classes than like, you know, juniors or what have you. Um, so you just get left with like the crappy schedules and then you just don't know what happened. But all that's to say, like, I remember in the lab, they had um, that lever that you pull, like the shower and yeah. they had like a drain right below it. And they said that that's the emergency, like emergency. shower. The emergency yeah. shower. <laughs> and so we go into the lab. It's my first lab. And I go in with everybody. And we're all standing oh, there. And they're just like, oh, these are nice desks. Everybody's like putting their stuff where I. And they're like, okay, uh, guys, this is an intro to the chemistry lab. This is what you guys will need. So uh, go shopping this weekend. And then next week, like, this is what you'll need. You'll need like gloves. You'll need like a, a spatula, whatever it is. Right. And then like, I remember this one dude in my class was like, yo, what's that? He's like, yo, professor, what's that? And the professor's like, oh, that's that's an emergency shower in case like anything happens, like you know, you just pull the cord and then water will come down and just like hose you down. And then he he pointed to the drain, which had like burn marks, like actual like it was like charred on the floor. And he's like, so somebody died. <laughs> oh shit! And it was oh, like, professor like, started laughing. And, oh. <laughs> like yeah. that's like that movie where like um i don't even know what it is if it's like game of thrones it's not game of thrones but like when there's a human it's a show bro no but when there's a human that gets like fire breathed on them and all you see is the shadow like, yeah just, yeah <laughs> yeah so he said so this is somebody died and the no. professor was like um well this is my first year teaching so i really don't so know maybe? what happened there i haven't but witnessed i can yet. say yeah he's like but i can say for sure it wasn't a good day Wow. I, was like, yeah. no, I didn't take chemistry in college. I think I took chemistry in high school. I liked it, but I think at that time I was like kind of lazy. I think I was senior year and I took a chemistry class and I got a little lazy. It was fun. I passed, but then in college, I no, we didn't, I wasn't required. I think the only class at the lab that I took was forensic science where we had to do like uh, fingerprints, blood spatter and like fucking Let me, rigor I'll jump, mortis and shit. I'll jump in on that. So when I went to university, and I went to chemistry. I was like, oh, originally my career I thought was going to be like forensic science because I love CSI. And I know TVs glamorize everything. So I get into first year chemistry, right? Completely different. It's crazy. Right. But that's why like, I get in and there's an optional course towards the end of the year, analytical chemistry. And I'm like, all right, cool. And it's like, and it goes on to forensic. Dude, the first year on analytical chemistry was learning how a fucking machine worked. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is not forensic. This is bullshit. <laughs> so... I was like, you want me to know what fucking flame is used for this? And I'm sure it's very, very important if you're in the industry. I get it. I get it. But to me, it wasn't fucking fingerprints or bullet wounds or like bullet cases or um, bullet trajectories. And of course, in the second, third year, they go into more detail like that. Yeah. So. yeah those, classes, those classes are so like those later classes they're are long. awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're the better ones. Because they go into like what you actually came there for. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Even in exercise science, it's just like you start learning about like, I don't know, like, you know, uh, what is it? Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, right? Like you start mm-hmm. with those things and then you're just like, God, like this, Why this am I doing awful, this? Yeah. and I'm going to make a career out of this. Yeah. And then yeah, like yeah. you go to the later classes and you're doing exercise testing and prescription. We're just like, you know, you get into the class, everybody's like sitting down and it's like, all right, let's get, uh, let's get up. We're all going to go to the gym. We're going to do like some tests. We're going to do one RMs. We need somebody who's going to squat. We need somebody who's going to bench. We need test administrators. I'm just like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what, you know what I mean. What, this yeah, is what yeah, I want yeah, to do. And then yeah. they're like, all right, we got to do body comp. We got to do 
heart rate, you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Vert Max. I was like, yo, I love this class. You just yeah. first day out. of class, the teacher was like, all right, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, you guys can leave now. He's like, this is this is what it's not gonna be. And they were like, where was this? I can make sure my child doesn't go here. This was at uh, this was at John Jay. This is down in Mississippi. Oh no, don't, my sister don't send went your to John Jay. Don't send your don't send your kid. She she transferred. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, if you yeah, go and do right. your work, it's not like a, the biggest college experience, but if you just go do your work, it's a great school. But um, yeah, the teacher was like for forensics, the first thing she says, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're not going to do. She's like, we're not going to be like CSI. We're not going to be like all these other shows. Fuck. And then some, some of the kids were like, damn. And in my head, I'm like, <laughs> the backpack like, start zippering. Yeah. And then she, <laughs> said, well, she was like, well, also, this is what we're going to see. Like, we're going to see these pictures. We're going to see dead bodies. We're going to be dealing with blood everywhere. We're going to be dealing with, like, slashes and shit like that. And she's like, if, you're, if you don't like that and if you're queasy, leave. And I think mm. two or three kids just walked out. They're like, I'm out of here. And, so, of course, the second slide was a fucking dead body with, like, fucking brains blown out. It was, wow. it was insane. So have you guys seen any of the, the Lennox Hill documentary on Netflix? No. Um, it's two neurosurgeons and two other kinds of doctors, but then the internship and doing, she got one of them on her podcast. So it was even more reason to do more research on it. But some of the, some of the, some of the, uh, of the documentary they're doing, obviously they're doing the brain surgery. You see the brain open. There's one surgery where the guy is awake during the brain surgery. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, it's like, uh, they, they I don't have know, to like, do that, right, for certain procedures. Yeah, suppose like based on what I understood, it was something like it was more one of the procedures was more efficient, and also because if they're removing parts of the tumor or the tumor itself, like to see like if they still have certain movements, right? Like the brain yeah. is still able to send those um, those signals to the rest of the body to to recruit to order movement to happen. Right? Yeah. That's gonna so, be insane. But I just think insane. it's so f- how like, and that's what you said about like the theory and the practical, right? Like imagine yeah. you're sitting there learning about like the brain and then imagine you see like in the flesh, it must, and then obviously like you've got all those chemicals for yeah. antiseptic, um, uh, antiseptic, like, uh, I, uh, hygiene for hygienic purposes, right? Like I know there's certain like, uh, bromide, uh, chemicals they use for disinfectant was the one I'm for, sorry. Right. And like, and again, like there's, one everywhere you open parts of the body and stuff like and just to, to be able to just be like oh yeah this is this and that i think it's amazing i think it's freaking amazing like i was yeah. freaked out by seeing a knee because I, I know i show you guys sometimes the surgery to the this knee, fucker like, sends us fucking posts of them cutting into a fucking knee and like i'm like what what is this a butcher and i'm like oh, and no, you sweat you swipe and you're like oh <laughs> I'm, I'm not queasy i'm like oh shit this is kind of cool but i'm like bro when yeah. you see when you see the scope of what they do like when you see like that to me, that's been a fascinating part of my injuries as well. That when I see an MRI and I'm like, oh, there's a hole there, and it shouldn't be. Have you? Right? <laughs> Don't even get me well, started no, on how that first side out. But like that was that was at a, at a, at a, a city a hole there, <laughs> dude. I went to <laughs> this is early 2014, I think, or 2015, and I just not long moved to Brooklyn, had the knee issue, and I go to Williamsburg like a doctor uh, surgery, no, um, like a walk-in, right, like a city MD, right. And based on what we do through um studying of the anatomy right we know like what like what the, the scleral structure should look like what the bone should look like right i'll never forget i wish i had a copy of this of this of this x-ray where like when you see my like my left knee my left leg and like dude there's bone chippings around the knee joint and i was like that is not right like that is and they're like oh yeah everything's fine uh nothing irregular and i was like 
that is not okay. <laughs> like, that is not right. And, it, like, you can sue him, bro. You can sue him for malpractice. I, dude, I don't. You probably still got time. You're going to get a lawyer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to look at doing something for my first surgery that didn't work, but that was whatever. And um, anyway, long story short, like, when you see the MRI of, like, how there's a piece of something missing, or, like, excuse me, when my doctor. In the second procedure, shout out Dr. Williams. He's actually got the best hands in surgery. That guy's a legend. When he did the in like inside scope pictures of what my knee looked like, I was awesome. Like, oh, this is what your cartilage looks like. We took it off. We put the like the the um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, like the donor, like the cartilage, the graft. Sorry, when they put it from, and that's awesome. And that's fascinating mm. that if someone has an injury, you can go in and be like, boom, like almost glue it in and like and. I, I think it's amazing. I think, like, imagine we were in medieval times. You had an injury, you fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Even a hundred years ago, you fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's so it's it's very fortunate that we have this um, this amount of well, how far medicine has come, right? Like, it's yeah. And that's that. That brings. I have two points. One is like I looked up, uh, you know, because obviously my girl was a nurse uh, for a while, and uh, she like has like medications that she had to administer or whatever. And um, you saw some of the memes, like, I guess like a couple of months ago, maybe a couple of years ago, there were like some memes that surfaced that were like product labels of medications that they used to give to like people for certain things, including like the common, like cold or like, you know, you had a cough all night. Right. And some of it was just like, you know, chloroform, uh, methamphetamine, (laughs) and like they were like for infants use half a dose or something like that it was like it's like oh well, that's God. gonna that's definitely you're not gonna cough anymore like because <laughs> you won't be here <laughs> exactly um so that reminded me of that and how far science has come right uh so yeah. to that point yeah it's been um unbelievable but then also to another point um you were making about like uh seeing the going to the urgent care in brooklyn um i had read something the other day from one of these uh, industry leaders, I don't know if it was Eric uh, Eric Cressy or somebody who like does sport performance definitely, and I think it was for baseball. Um, but he was saying, when you're thinking about taking your kid to a doctor, I think, and your kid plays sports, it's very athletic. Try to think about um, where you're taking your kid, right? So the best uh, when LeBron James gets injured, he's going to go to a doctor from a certain area right he's not going to like the middle of the country where there might not be as much uh equipment available or resources available in order to get himself checked out he's going to like new york or he's going to la or he's going to wherever florida texas um in order to get his stuff checked out and to try to replicate that for yourself or to replicate that for your kids if you're if you're treating your kid like an athlete you should definitely think about um where you're where they're going to get treatment yeah, it's and that's and that's the thing. Like that's part of it is doing your research, right? Like mm-hmm. I think, um, not to name drop, but like when I originally had my first doctor and I did a research, I was like, oh, he did a bit of work with like the Pittsburgh Steelers or something. And when I researched the guy they put me onto, I was like, holy shit, this guy is the the doctor for these teams, and he's and like, and then you do the math. You're like, who's mm-hmm. been injured in that time at that team? he's done the surgeries, right? Like, yeah. and, um, we're so lucky that I think in, in Davin, New York, the HSS, the best host, hospital for surgeries, I think in the country based on what I've, what I've learned. And like, but it's like anything it's, it, you know, it's, 
you you can you, you just have to see what what it is your whatever whatever's wrong with you but i think like it's going back to dealing with injuries and knowing how to prevent them i think as soon as you have a window of an injury that's hurting for more than like a week like what are your action steps like what are you going to do past that like okay it's hurting after a week like I, anyone or any client who tells me like oh i've been popping like 10 advils a day and it's not gotten better i'm like yeah. well that upsets me a little bit i was like because you, you gotta be smart on that man like yeah. if you take an advil and it's not doing anything yep. the you have to change the treatment of the issue you have there's something else you have to do you have to do something differently right so whether it's you see a professional whether it's you and this is a little bit again like sometimes when we check in of clients if they're doing something that's hurting them but they don't know they don't think of it or like a prime example is someone who keeps coming to sessions first thing in the morning or back pain, right? Like, oh, but they didn't tell you they sleep on their front. I mean, I sleep on my front and that's why sometimes I have back pain. I know how to do it, but boom. Like, it's the same thing. Like, if you're seeing a patient or if you're seeing a client that they're not telling you they're doing something like, oh, like, and this is an example my doctor used the other day. Oh, I'm having knee pain. The patient told him, he's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just running 40 miles a week. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> Shocker, right? Right there. So he was like, oh, man, I run 40 miles a week. Like, do the bike or like, and I think like if we thought like we said medicine has progressed significantly in the last like 150 years, like same thing with exercising. Like if you yeah. said to someone like, again, especially when I was told some of the things I couldn't do anymore was neat was running. I was like, fuck, I can't do anything. Yeah. That's, that's such bullshit. Like, especially now when like any kind of oh, metrics on a piece of cardio equipment means you can do everything like the bikes, the rowers, the elliptical, yeah. I'm just going to list all cardio equipment, but like, yeah, there's a few you probably shouldn't do, but like you just make, have, go on. I still have that video of you, um, post-surgery running on the skill mill. The day that will forever live in infamy. Here's, here's the thing. That day was a big turning point because that day yeah. I, I was like, oh man, money just hasn't felt like this since before this first surgery. And I was like, Oh, you told me you were like, dude, yeah. don't do it. Cause you didn't catch it on every, film. I was like, nah, catch yeah, it. I every, want it on film. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was sprinting. You know, uh, I think it was Mike Ware started sprinting. Then AG was sprinting. Everybody Kelly, was sprinting. Kelly trying yeah. to get like the fastest miles per hour. Everybody wanted to see yeah. like, how fast, you know, Kelly, oh, my football days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kills. Yeah. Right. And then you jumped on. Back in Derek. <laughs> Then you jumped on. That was that was a turn. That was a turning point. It was. Yeah. Because after that, I still felt the same symptoms, and I was like, I went back to the doc, and I was like, Yo, I'm feeling the same symptoms, and um, he was like, Yeah, man. But th- but see, it's it, there's there's more detail to that. But like, you have mm-hmm. to know if someone's in their young twenties and they're athletic, or I thought I was athletic. If you're very active, like there's certain. But then that's also on my end. I didn't do enough research on my end to think like, is this procedure? And that's why when the first surgery didn't work. I did the research for other surgeries and I was like, oh, what can you do? This is what happens. I'm like, boom. Mm-hmm. All right. How, what are my chances? What is my recovery time? What's my time? Like you, you it's like a parent almost. You've mm-hmm. been there yourself. And if it's your kid, you know exactly what the steps to ask or ensure. It's like the, the example for like as well was like when I first got my bills and I was like, I got three bills. Like, oh, that'll be it. And I got a fourth bill. I was like, oh shit. Like, what is this stuff? You know, like now it just, you get a whole different mindset of like what to expect to pay and whatever. But like, yeah. it, it was a research on my end. Like, the first surgery they did was for someone who, let's say, if you weren't going to be very active, let's say maybe 60s, 70s, you're just going to walk most days, you'd be fine. But if you're looking to squat, if you're looking to do explosive movements, you're looking to just walk out pretty consistently on a regular basis, that, that wasn't for it. But it's, um, it's part of the research. Like if you, like you said, your kid or LeBron, 
I need your fucking insurance, bro. Like, fuck. Here's, here's the thing, getting right? Injury, getting surgeries left and right. Nah, so that's what it's all about. So last year, my insurance coverage wasn't good, right? And I needed to see my doctor, my new doctor. January turned around. The diff- I won't bore people, but the difference in the cost of an MRI was three grand from different insurances. Three grand was the difference. It went from mm. 3,700 to 600 or something like that. And I'm yeah, like, private insurance, right? No, three Equinox. Oh, okay. But it's uh, it's mind blowing. It's um, but see, that's where like I almost didn't go back with Equinox insurance, but I did. And then to me, it's like, well, and that's also when I got my most recent procedure. I'd hit my max out of pocket by February for the year. So I know that anything I do now is covered. So that to me, it was like, I'm probably gonna have to get this out at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. If this means I get it done earlier in the year, whatever. But it's just, it, it, it just has, it just stuff like that has to make sense, right? Like you have to do stuff that makes sense. And, and again, you have to know the like, yeah, you could get surgery for something to get something removed or something tweaked, but do you need it? It's a, it's a fine line between like, do you need it? And like, if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're someone that's in the performance, uh, in the um, movement performance or fitness industry, and you tell them you can get more range in a joint, that's a very tempting offer. If I tell you, you can improve your range or something, that, that's how I was sold. He was like, yeah, man, we'll take this out. Take some of the junk, the scar tissue. You get more range back. I was like, ooh, that sold me. That was, I'm serious. I was like, more range? Let's do it. Are you ever going to use that range or what? I try to when I've not got inf- information, yeah. <laughs> E2G, yes, aggress. Or was it Peach the Beach? That's the new one I saw. <laughs> Peach. Oh, I yeah. I, I, I saw that one too. Peach to Beach. Oh, and Angel found the video where someone yeah. was filming them film them. <laughs> you know, I saw that. I saw that video. It was Influencers in the Wild. I saw the video in the comments, all of them, the majority, sorry. That squat looks horrible. My knees hurt looking at that. I'm like, really? I want it to be like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, maybe one or two were like, oh, that's a great squat. But the majority were like, oh my God, my knees. Oh, she's doing, she's going too low. Wow. You shouldn't go past your toes, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, come on. I mean, we still have these, these, uh, these, you know, ideas and beliefs out there in terms of squatting. But I, I don't know. That's, it's like, that's a, different, that's a different topic. That's a different topic. But let's be honest, right? We've all trained someone who's had a previous trainer, right? Yes. Or have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and if and if and if if the thought from the client is, Oh, this is better than I've ever done, or this is so different, I always try and take away the fact that I'm not there is no by any means any trainer is better. I think there are trainers that aren't as focused on certain things that they should be, but I don't think any trainer is better in the sense of like, oh, if you work out with Angel, it's better than David, or David works out with uh of his client works out with David, it's better than me. I think it's like if I do something more specific or more varied, that's more in tune with your body. I try, I, I think that's the smart way to do it. You know, like we've all inherited someone who's either had like a short sit or another trainer, a longer trainer. And it's like doctors, right? You never want to say, Oh, well they, they're a shit trainer really. Like, you know, a doctor would never say that about another professional, right? They would say like, Oh, they just, they have different methods or they do things differently. You know, I think that's yeah. something as well in our business is, is a good, good mindset to have, right? Like we had, like, and that was the awesome thing about 76 Reconox was there's so many different kinds of trainers with different specialties. Like, yeah. You know, and sometimes there were even like clients that were notorious for like going from trainer to trainer. Yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, just, that was yeah. interesting as well. And sometimes, you know, you just gotta, you know, you want to try it out. You want to see what's up. Everybody has a different style. I think like at the end of the day, really, if you want to make a change, if you want to like accomplish your goal, it's on you. Like your trainer is right. going to help you get there but you do have to put in the work 
right? So, I don't know. If you have two to three hours a week of a trainer, yeah. Like I, I, I train a friend right now, right? And um, he was like, oh, I, I, um, I ate brown rice because of you. And I was like, what do you mean because of me? He's like, because like, you said that was better than this. So I was like, I don't give a fuck what, like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you're eating. In the sense yeah. of like, it's not that like, I'm going to text you and like guilt trip you. If yeah. you want to eat like shit, you eat like shit. I don't care. It's not my body. But the, the, the emphasis I want to put on is that if you, if based on what you told me of where you want to get to, body-wise or aesthetic or like just movement-wise, these are certain things you're going to have to put in place to be able to meet that as expectations. Yeah. If like, I, I really, though it's, it can be frustrating when you have someone that's X amount of times a week, but their, their work focus on getting to where they spoke to you like, in terms of goals isn't there outside the sessions. That's you're, you're delaying yourself. It's, it's almost like me having a dietitian and just eat at McDonald's every day. I pay mm-hmm. for the service of seeing a, a professional in that in that industry, but I'm just gonna sabotage myself by eating shit. It's yeah. there's similarities to that to be said, you know. Like I again, if you wanna but it's also fine-tuned where like I think based on some of the coaching experiences we've all, all three of us have had, when you put in place specific restrictions or measures of saying like you have to eat three meals a day and you have to eat this exact like healthy fat and these exact like unrefined carbs or this kind of protein whether it's like when you put those strict measures you more often than not get more resistance as opposed yeah. to as we spoke in the past finding what the balance is for the client right like if i say like eat pi like personally i eat peanut butter with oatmeal or with my like like uh, ezekiel bread whatever but some might fucking hate peanut butter so okay yeah. like what works for you or like having that kind of open accountability that kind of uh that selection and i think um but that has that has to come from from the client the person you're working with yeah yeah you know i could i could go on on but like it's hey look it's whatever it's um yeah i will go on actually yeah no you look you just (laughs) it's 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 also like education right because if you are educated that oh this is good for you like i we've all read men's health right yeah Men's health in the past. No, all I'm gonna say, men's health. It can be hard. <laughs> men's health can really portray things in different ways sometimes, right? Based, this is based on the ones I would read when I first started getting to fitness, right? My my issue was I took things uh, too literally. They'd say like you know how dark chocolate helps with whatever, whether it's stress or blood pressure, whatever. My issue is I would go ham, and I was like, oh, I'd have so much fucking dark chocolate because it's going to help me my blood pressure or whatever. You said dog chocolate for a sec. Dark chocolate. You mean dark? Dog chocolate. That's poop, man. Dog chocolate. That's truffle. Uh, I don't. I don't really like either. But the point was, <laughs> I would butter. blow it up with truffle butter. So it it, it can. Be, sometimes it's just our education. Like sometimes educating ourselves at knowing what is in what and what measures that are yeah. good for us. You know. Right. I agree. I agree. This is this has been a long one. Yeah, it's a yeah we've been going for a long one. So, covered exercise, covered life, covered, covered our, school, college, covered school, <laughs> chemistry and labs. Jacques eating dog chocolate, like it's dark, cho- dark chocolate. Wait for Long Island. Dark chocolate. Dark. Let me ask you this: If oh I say God. four more, does it? What does it sound like? Four more. If I say four more. Four more. Yeah. Angel? Yeah, that's what you sound like. Four more. 
I don't know why, but everyone I queue four more, they're like, oh, I thought you said one more. I've, I've been there. I've had that same feeling. I've said four more. They're like, I thought you said one. I've been there. Uh, I always How think does four sound like one. All right. I have a, I have a weird, you know what? I'm not even going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> go on. No, go on, Angel. No, no, no. Because, you know, my parents listen to this. I'm not trying to explain myself. But uh, yeah, sometimes you say <laughs> things and clients think it's something else or you think that the client might think it's something else. So it's just, it's just weird. So yeah, counting is one of them. Trainers yeah. can't count. We, we don't know how to count well. Nah, man. Two more, two more. First of all, I'm a very good counter. I'm not trying to like say like some people are crappy counters, but it goes to Jacques' point about like other, some clients have trained with other trainers before. So they don't believe that your rep count is good. Like when you oh start. Oh my God, I, I hate that. They're counting. You're counting out loud. You might just do it by twos, by fives, by 10, whatever. But like you'll tell them when to stop. Then they'll be like, oh no, I got two more. Oh no, I I I'm done. I'm done. Like two more or two. If if my client is like, I have two more. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Two more. But if a client's like, but but if a client, if I'm like, all right, rest. I know notorious. I had some clients that were always short, always short. It was the wildest thing. And even if I counted out loud, they still don't. They would say, yeah, they would say, (laughs) oh no, you must have missed something. (laughs) That I had a client that gets got mad, and I'm like, why the fuck are you? She's like. Like, oh no, I counted right. I'm like, you did eight. Like, no. I count. I'm like, you're fucking counting. She's like, no, I did I did 12. You just can't count. Right? I'm like, sound like a child. Uh, I'm an exceptional yeah. counter. <laughs> I, I can't count. Or like, I joke when they're like, oh, you can't count. So I'm paid to train not to count. Like, uh, there you go. That's what I mean. Listen, no, we're, I'm I making sure that. you don't fuck yourself up. I don't care if you're on but, rep eight or nine. Yeah, should, so, someone. I, I, I get that, but someone, I can't remember who else it was at 76 where he said, like, uh, honestly, like, I'm not that I can't do two things at once, but like, I am so much more focused on how you look in terms of like what your form looks like, sorry. And like, I'm not like, look, I'm not going to name names, but we've all seen, we've, we've seen some individuals, some trainers that, let's say, like their clients doing something and they're just like on Instagram, they're on their phone. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And I, and like, but, but somehow I get weak sometimes. So, I mean, Sometimes I get crucified Sound for count nine instead of ten. I'm like, what? Like, you know, and yeah. But all I'll say is that, like that, like pe- people have seen that, and I've had clients been like, wow, I'm never training with that trainer because they're just on their phone. Like they're like, they literally, let's say you're doing a plank through Instagram. Yeah, that's it's weird. Great. That's just they're counting me, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. That's just crazy. It's to me that's just crazy. But it's um. But you know, it's on the client, right? It's on the client because like at the end of the day, like, you know, you see your trainer, you know what they're doing, right? You're not silly. Yeah. So you're not you, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm paying for training, like I know if you're scrolling through Instagram or if you're like setting a timer, right? Like why would you set a timer and just stare at it for 60 seconds? Well, your right? hands like, are moving I'm like working. This. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> you're going. You know what I mean? Like I'm not this? a kid. Yeah. Your thumb is it's moving like, up um, or to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like giggling, you're like, oh. right? It's it like, funny. Well, it's funny. Does my plank you look laughing that at the yeah. fucking stopwatch? Does my plank like, look I, that I bad? Rem- like, I remembered something. I remember. <laughs> Yo, I won't. Right. I I won't. I won't name names, but like we we all know, like, um, when the the client has been upset, the trainer, the trainer's like, yeah, 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 two more, two more. And I said, you just use it two more, like two more, like three, two, like a minute uh, ago. Like, 
you said this was for time. Oh, yeah. Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh, in the shit. plank. You're like, I'll be right back. And yeah, then the plank, I'll be right shaking. Back. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, anyway. That's all right. Let's well, all right, everyone guys. Got, everyone, anything plans the weekend? Uh, I'm just going to be with my parents this weekend. At the BX? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to get – first of all, we got to get Jacques his headset so we can play how, what you can't use that one does that one how is the input on oh, that oh i might be able but i won't be able to speak on this one will i no nah, you need a you, like you a need a piece. bro t- you gotta you gotta you connect that to the fucking microphone this is too much i got a game for the mic right set. up the block i'll get you one tomorrow i'll get you one today and then i'll give it to you tomorrow you gonna be around tomorrow uh yeah i think i'm in tomorrow i'm just gonna be watching hockey all day and here's the thing we can't uh, uh so alex is working yeah okay um so yeah so we'll link up and we were playing warzone but warzone i don't think is the best i like here comes david warzone is not the best for you to play as a beginner because warzone is like you know you do the round and then well then after you die it's just like you You gotta you gotta put the time in let's not listen to david right now let's know yeah i don't know what i'm doing when i play the game i'm just clearly Walking around uh, with my head, head cut off. So I think what you need is reps, right? You need non-frustrated uh-huh. reps. You just need to like, you just need to like walk around. You need to like op- know how to open doors, know what you can jump over, what you can't yeah, jump yeah, over, yeah. right? Without the risk of being shot at and then just being done for the next like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, right? On the gulag, yeah. Uh, right, and then going to the gulag and then you got to fight somebody. But uh, we're going to do plunder. So plunder is another Why game, is that funny, right? David? Because David and I played Plunder for the first time together two days Bro, ago. Bro, I raged David so was hard. screaming at the Why? top of his lungs Why? at the video game. Fe- people fucking stay in the houses waiting for you to fucking go do something and they just fucking demolish you. And then David well, will keep going back to that house to be like, nah, I'm getting this back. I'm getting my money back. I'm getting my <laughs> guns back. I died three he times just kept the going. Person. But even when, you're coming out the f- even when you're coming out the plane, some people get shot down. I was like, I yeah. didn't fucking land. Yeah, they do that too. That's the so, game. That's what I'm saying. You, you gotta. That's why I say you need to play solos to get a little better at it. Too. Well, I've I've done, done, I I've agree. Done a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But that's still like very uh, discouraging. It's very discouraging. I'm gonna so, send you some videos, Jacques. No, don't. No, no. All right. So no, we send, we'll get you the headset. We'll get you set up. And I think you also need the game. So you, so you could do a multiplayer. No, because he only has Warzone. Oh, I see. So I just see, download Call of Duty. Mean you gotta yeah. buy it. I'll get, it, I'll, get story it you. I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't do story. No, nah, don't do story. It's just do the campaign. And I'll, I'll do. I'll do it on um. I, I prefer That's not to download help him in multiplayer. It'll help him with aiming and shit. I might Moving no seriously no because campaign will help me be more familiar with like like I said, change the weapon, know what I can jump on, just be yeah, automatic. That's that stuff does help me. But just tell me what it is because I'd rather download it straight from my Xbox. It's easier than getting the disc. All right. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that, get ready. You might need more memory. I'll, I'll just say that. Oh my god, bro! Really? Yeah, you, you can get ready to delete those hockey games. I got like I got like eight games on my Xbox. Oh yeah, you need to, you need more room. Wait, do you have uh? Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but just it's, wait. Um, I have. Do you have uh, an external drive? No, I think so. All right, so I'm gonna get you a headset. You get the game, and then David and I will get you an external drive. Well, send me this stuff before you get it, just so I, I know as well. Don't worry, you'll need it. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your pack. Two hundred dollars, please. Yeah, right. No, All right. I mean, the game the game itself is more what, like forty bucks. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. Please like, subscribe, share to all your friends. 
um, on YouTube, on social media, Instagram, the trainer feed. Slide and, into those uh, DMs with questions, concerns, sure. issues, sure. topic to, ideas. Or, or go straight to David Bravo Trainer. There That's you your, yeah, David Bravo David underscore Bravo trainer. David Bravo underscore trainer. There you go. Uh, so throw the DMs that way. Everything else, you know. <laughs> hey, and he's going to be, yeah, he's, David's going to be very welcome with those DMs. Or slide right in. Yeah, just slide right in. No context needed. Just whatever. No context. Slide, just slide, slide right in. in. Whatever you want to send. Slide right send in. Whatever you want to send. Pictures, video. If I, if I ignore you, I ignore you. You, you know, suck it up. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Be safe. All right, guys. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.